Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where we, of course, talk about the Arizona Cardinals in the metropolitan Phoenix area. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is Ed Easy Smith. He played professional baseball. And this is his time of year right now as well. He loves it. He loves baseball. This is when he says it's he'll I'll let him say what he says about <laughs> sports like that. He not only played professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League on that first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. What is good, my brother? Man, oh man, oh man. Some of these things we've been talking about, we're starting to you know, get a little, starting to see him a little more, man. Woo, it's, man. It's, I mean, yeah. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. And you might be asking, well, why why, you, why am I getting it on a Tuesday as opposed to, depending on when we record, that we're going to maybe get it out Monday night here. But either way, because it's a short week, the Cardinals play on Thursday against the uh, New Orleans Saints here in the Valley. I was on my way home and I saw the signs easy that told me that uh, to make sure that I, I, I plan accordingly because it's going to be busy around where I live with uh, with folks getting to the traffic. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe, <laughs> maybe getting to the stadium. We'll talk about that too, <laughs> that apathy word. But the Arizona Cardinals, we're going to talk about the the game. We're going to talk about the fallout, some injuries, maybe some and some players returning, some uh, some new players, a new player joining the team. Also that matchup against the, the New Orleans Saints. But the Arizona Cardinals, they traveled to Seattle 19-9. They fell 19-9. Easy. This is the the aftermath. I had to make sure to listen. You know, I was uh, I was ripping and running over the over the weekend, and I happened to make it home not to watch this game because that was the last thing on my mind, of course. But to, to check this game out, and it was it started off well. It started off well, at least with a with three points. They 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 didn't they didn't fall behind right away. The the Arizona Cardinals, but they fall nineteen to nine against the Seahawks. I mean, what did you see? This was just, I mean, the defense, again, if you if your defense only allows 19 points, you should win most games. You should win the overwhelming majority of games. The offense could only put up nine points. I'm going to let you go for a minute before I, before I interject and ask some questions about it. But there just seems to be a disconnect between the coach and between, and I think 
fingers, some fingers starting to point at, at Kyler Murray as well. But what, what did you see or not see when you watched this game? Well, once again, no commitment to the running game at all. I uh, did see them try to get Kyler a little more involved early, you know, yep. 10 rushes throughout the game, a hundred yards, which is good. It's just, there's no fluidity at all to this offense, Jay. Yeah. And I mean, at all, you know, we talk about the offense so much because that was like the main focus of what the Cardinals were supposed to be. You know, it's all it supposed to be all about this air raid and, you know, using Kyler Murray's abilities and Kingsbury is a, you know, an offensive genius. And, and yet everything looks so bland. Everything looks so stagnant. And then some people will point to the fact, well, you know, we're missing DeAndre Hopkins, you know, so no, I mean, there are a lot of teams minus a big star and they make it look a little better than this. Right. You know, and then once again, we talk about the slow start. They finally get an opening drive, mm-hmm. score some points, but, but it's settling for a field goal when you're first in goal, you know, down there deep. And, you know, it, it just would have been, I think it would have meant so much to get off to that touchdown start rather than, you know, big play, get down there. We're first and goal. And all of a sudden we're settling for a field goal. Right. And, and then to, to, to top it off, Jay, I think that's what our only points the rest of the first half. Yes. So if I'm looking at the box score, so if we're looking at the tail of the tape, let's see, let me get back to where I was. We get back to it. Uh, boom, boom, boom. So yeah. So if we're looking at the first half, yep. So at the end of the half, it was nine to three in favor of the Seahawks. And this is against a team, Jay, no disrespect to the, uh, Seattle, Seattle. Every time you say no disrespect, you're about to disrespect somebody. I'm basically going to disrespect them because even though they're a a bona fide NFL defense, when you're ranked 30 or above in basically almost every category, Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess somebody has to be last, right? You saw saw the graphic on the screen the same way I did watching that game. And you're just saying, this is, oh, wait. Oh, so it's a buffet today. Yeah. We about about to eat today. We about to eat. Bro, this is like being on one of them diets that your wife made you get on for like <laughs> a month, right? And oh. you got this day circled on the calendar. This is the day we're going to the Chinese buffet, bro. <laughs> we're going to go get, hey, we're going to have more mushu and lo mein and everything you can imagine. Nah, 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 Brazilian steakhouse. Hey, that's even better. Even better. Even better. And then you get there and find out they, they sold out of meats, bro. They sold out of meats. Man. It's, all, it's an all vegetarian day. So you can have all the vegetables you want. And I mean, we didn't go in there and take advantage of that. Right. I mean, everybody else seems to have. Right. And, and for, for, to, I mean, you start off, well, what if, if, what's wrong with us? Everybody else is coming here and pretty much abused them or, you know, taking advantage of them when they had them in their house. Man. And we couldn't even do that. It was just, and, and then you start scratching your head because it's like, okay, the question just continues. What's wrong with this offense? What's what's wrong with Kingsbury? What's wrong with Murray? And right now, I mean, bro, I I don't I don't know. I don't know if they know, and that's the biggest issue. Yeah. They don't know what's going on and how to solve it. And that's you know, normally you can pick out a problem and say, okay, we got to do more of this, more of this, more of this. I don't know with this offense what you do, and I take for granted, you know, you know, get taken into account. They were down, you know, Connor's not there. They. You know, you know, Benjamin, you know, upping him and Hudson didn't you know, play on the offensive line. Hudson the center. Yeah. Pew and went down. He went, and we're going to talk about Pew going yeah. down and we're going to talk about Marquise Brown. But here's something that you mentioned. So you did, you said that they didn't stick to the run. But if I told you that we had 28 rushes, wouldn't that be 
with, with that number just on its face, and this is how numbers can sometimes lie, wouldn't that make you say, oh, but we did our thing? We at least tried to stick to the run with 28 rushing attempts. It's who's running the ball, too. Speak though. on it. Speak on I it. I mean, we got our quarterback, and he I think he's reluctantly running right now, to be honest with you. Right. Even the plays that are called for him, he doesn't look like he wants to do it. I mean, right. there were you talk about the first couple of years of Murray. I mean, he was dynamic. It was like he would spin out, get out. And all of a sudden he's looking, he got them little, the little feet going and he's, you know, more now, I mean, he's doing it, but it's almost like eh, he's looking for the first opportunity he can hit, either get down or get out of bounds. And it's almost, it's almost like if I can cross sports for a second, the player that says I'm more than just a dunker and they, they open the lane for him to take, to drive to the lane and dunk it. And he says, no, nah, I'm going to just take this little, this mid range jump shot right here. And that's and you're not taking advantage of your full array of tools or your skill set. <laughs> exactly. And I and here's the thing, Janet. I guess we're at that point we might want to ask it. And you know, if we're wrong, we're wrong. I mean, he's now gotten paid. He's got a lot of guaranteed money coming to him. And we always talk about, you know, when somebody's in a contract year, that's when they ball out. And then as soon as they get that contract, it's like, you know, I'm good. I got mine now, you know. I don't necessarily have to do all those things that I used to do to try to win you, you know, to try yeah. to get that, get that, that bad. What I used to do. What I used to do, you know. <laughs> right. And, and I'm not saying that's the case. It's just the more we see his lack of desire or enthusiasm about like getting out there and making those plays like he used to do. Like I said, it almost looks like he's just going through the motions of running. He maybe he figures he wants to be more of a pocket passer and, not known for running. So maybe he's, you know, like you said, trying to uh, show us what he can do uh, in a different way, but man, you got to utilize the tools. And I, I almost, I almost, you have to fault Kingsbury and the game plan for, I guess, not utilizing those tools, tools as well. Uh, let me throw an interesting stat at you real quick though, Jay. Yeah. Uh, from our show last week, you were out. I had something pulled. Let me give me just a second to pull yeah. it up. It's from the Eagles game. And I think it's a very telling stat here because last week against the Eagles, Murray ran for, he ran four times for 42 yards. Right. So he was trying to, you know, a couple of times kind of forced to do it. You know, he went now on his counterpart, Hertz ran 15 times for 61 yards. Mm-hmm. Same production. There's not much. But you know what it did? Some of those drives, those third and twos and threes, third and fives and sixes, you know? Right. He was willing to go out there and get the six and a half to extend the drive. So you look at, like I said, 15 rushes compared to Murray with four. Like I said, it's almost like he doesn't want to do it anymore. And I'm not, I'm not understanding, you know, and sometimes you have to be, I guess, led in a direction. You know what uh, uh, Kingsbury could do? is, hey, now we're going to get you on the center more and we're going to boot you out more where it's going to be almost planned runs, yeah. you know, or different things like that. I I don't know what we need to do to get him started, but, his, but that portion of his game is just not there right now. I am going to push back on you with this, and I'm just I'm just trying to counter. So this oh, yeah, is what yeah. We, we, we jabbing and we counter. But 100 yards rushing, 10, 10 carries, 100 yards yeah. rushing, that 40, the 42 long. So that, that kind of skews the numbers a bit, but still that's a hundred, a hundred rushing yards. You would think still that there, that would set you up to be able, again, if you were under center and being able to do some different things to, to show different looks, but be that as it may, 
it's it, that should be able to maybe open some things up for you. But to your point, in terms of it's where those rushes came from, in the rest of the the running the running back uh, the running backs had a total of eighteen rushes for forty four yards. I totally agree with you. The ten for one hundred—that's an amazing and you know a great stat. Where where and I, I do appreciate the pushback. Jay. I love it when you push back. <laughs> for, for me, it's it's the once again I'm going back to the the almost reluctancy to do it. Okay. Uh, whereas before, you know, it was part of his game where it was like, man, and you know, sometimes it was out of necessity. You know, you do that little spin move, get out. And then go, you know, that type of thing. Yes. Now it's almost he had the one for 42. So that does elevate the numbers a little bit. The rest of the game basically was nine for 60, let's call it. it but it was almost like a forced 60. It was almost like, you know, babe, can I have a kiss? And it's, come here. <laughs> right, right. And, and, you know, I'm out. You know, whereas back in the day when you were first together, it was like, babe, can I have a kiss? Yeah, come on over here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> hey. <laughs> you so, I'm, yeah, I'm, you know, like I said, the, you you say it all the time. The stats can sometimes lie. They don't tell the whole – not lie. They cannot tell the whole story. Sure. I'm just looking at it from, from my point of view, and I could be totally wrong. Somebody else, you know, like I said – we can make the numbers do whatever we want them to do. Cause some shows will be like, man, he ran for 10 rushes for hundred yards, you know? And for me, I'm like, okay, I, I saw it, but I still, like I said, I'm not seeing that enthusiasm about doing it. It was almost, it was almost like, look, 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 you had Josh uh, Allen out there hurdling people, man. you know, against the, against the, the, the chiefs. Man. He, you know how easy it would have been for Josh to go ahead and get that slide on. And he's a different dude. You know, we all know that. Right. I'm saying with Murray's speed, what Josh doesn't have is Murray's speed. So Murray can use his speed to his advantage where Josh sometimes he'll either run, try to run through you or in this case, jump over you. That's right. not Murray. But with Murray's, I mean, Mighty Mouse leg, when he gets to going, I mean, it's almost indefensible. I'm just not seeing where, like I said, where he's really wanting to do that. And then the rest of the offense, Jay, I mean, once again, Horizontal five, passing. Five five other receivers had had receptions. I mean, so yeah. if you think about not spreading the ball out and not being able to utilize what was supposed to be what we were anticipating, what we were expecting to be a high-powered offense to make up for what we were anticipating to be a very a very uh uh a very lack lackluster defense. And yeah. wrong on both accounts. This was a get right game. This was supposed to be a get right game for the Cardinals, where they come out, get off to a good start, get all that other mess put behind them. You know, we finally get some points early. Uh, we jump on these dudes. We, you know, it might have been two versions. It could have been a track meet where both teams, because, you know, our defense tends to give it up from time to time too, but it could have been one of those where we were just matching them, you know, drive for drive. Or we could have took this one and ran away with them because they just couldn't keep up with us. And in the end, I said it was a baseball score, nine to three at the end of the first half. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, oh man, it just, and then in the second half, we showed very little fight, bro. We did not, you know, once, once they got on top of us, we made a couple of half ditch efforts, but this is one of those ones where you could tell late in the third quarter, I was like, if uh, Seattle scores again, you can put a wrap on this one because we just weren't doing it. Yeah, because at, at one point, so at the end of the third quarter, it was 9-12, 12-6. 12 
Right. So, I mean, think about that. So it's 12 to six. And, and again, at no point during the, especially during the second half, did I really feel that the Cardinals were in it to win it offensively. I thought it would have to be something defensively. And I want to talk about that for a second as well. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's get two sides of the ball, the yeah. offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. So because again, the defensive side of the ball really, really stood up. I'm going to give you some, some numbers just in terms of for, for the Cardinals, the points that have been given up so far in terms of defense. So the first game 44 to the chiefs, that's, that was their first preseason game, so to speak. So in the, in the chiefs are going to put a lot of points up on you either, either way. So 44, uh, 23, uh, let's see, 20, uh, 16, 20 and 19. That's not bad. That's, that's middle of the, that's middle of the pack and slightly better in terms of when you think about points per game in terms of which yeah. they're giving up on the defensive end of the ball. That's, that's, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, that should be good enough to keep you in games and get you, put you in a position to say, well, all you need to do is score 21, baby. We're going <laughs> to win this. And they're not able to do that on a consistent basis. And that has to be frustrating. So what I'm asking here, Two sides of the ball. If you remember back in the day, and you probably you may you may have been on some of these teams like that were like this, the the Chicago Bears. What was it? It was it was the offense versus the defense. Meaning it was um, what is my man's name? Um, ah, goodness! It, but it was the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Dick, could you stay over there? Don't come over here. In terms of to try to come over here on the defensive side in the defensive room to talk about because we gonna do what we need to do because you guys can't put up enough points for us to be able to score. And this is again in the in the mid to late eighties. But the point is, do you get to a point where the 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 two the offense and defense starts to get at each other's throats a little bit because we're doing, we're, we're maxing out our potential, so to speak, more so that in the offense isn't living up to their end of the bargain. Could that be something that happens? It absolutely can. What stops that from happening when you have strong leaders on each side of the ball that can come buddy together Ryan, and buddy Ryan, sorry. Buddy okay, Ryan buddy Ryan. About. When you have strong leaders on both sides of the ball, they can squ- quell that stuff, you know, Everybody come together, you know, like you'd bring, for instance, when I was with the Falcons, the run we had, you know, the year before was not a good year. You know, we finished year seven and nine, but we had a lot of, you know, we started that season off one and seven. We had a Jesse Tuggle on the offense, on the defensive side of the ball, Chris Chandler, an established veteran on the other side. And then we had some other guys mixed in there who were real leaders who, you know, hey, when things aren't going right, hey, there's no finger pointing in this room. We all have to do better. We all have to pick each other up. And my vision of the Cardinals right now, it's almost like it is somewhat offense versus defense because I guarantee you the preferential treatment is going to the offensive side of the ball because that's where uh, Kingsbury spends most of his time. That's his baby. You know, he probably peeks into the defense room every now and then. And then what happens is the, the, the less amount that they see him, the less amount that they see Murray taking responsibility for some of the things. Now all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's no unity there. You know, um, we didn't even talk about the fumble that Murray had, you yes. know, just a drive killer, momentum killer, everything. And it was also almost again, once, or wait a minute, we even skipped past this one. Yeah. After the first drive, right after the first drive, when they had to settle for the field goal, right? Mm-hmm. Murray goes over there and he's pouting. And Zach Ertz, they catch Zach Ertz over there trying to motivate him. Like, and they look, mentioned you know, that on the broadcast as well. So good point where he was the one that had to set to try to lift him up and say, come on, man, when that's supposed to be. That's your hmm. leader, your quarterback. Hmm, He's yeah, supposed, supposed to be the to be one rallying the troops. Like, look, 
let, let's get this straight, you know, but somebody having to go over there and pump him up or bring him back to, Hey man, look, don't be, you know, we, we're going to get this. We're going to come pick your head up, man. You know, that's that man. That is optics, so optics, optics. man. Yeah. And we've talked about that from, you know, but then, like I said, we, the fumble later, the, just his whole demeanor and everything. And you bring up a great point, you know, in a lot of instances when it's not going great on one side of the ball and the other one's kind of you know, flourishing a little bit. Like I said, those leaders in the rooms, they bring everything back to center. I don't, I mean, right now we got our quarterback over there pouting because we didn't score enough on the first drive and somebody's got to go over there and sit with him and put their arm around him. I mean, the guys in the other room see that and man, it's just, and, and then here's the other thing, Jay, where's your head coach? Your head coach is supposed to be there, you know, going, up and down that sideline. When guys come off, I don't care what side of the ball or special teams you play on, come over here because I'm going to talk to you real quick. That was a great job. Oh, I need this more from you. He's standing there just, I mean, like a fly on the wall, you know, yeah. just hanging out while this – I mean, what about him going over to Murray and saying, look, this is bad optics, man. You, I mean, I know we didn't score there, but I need your head up. I need you rallying the troops, not the troops having to stop what they're doing to come over here and check on you. Yeah. I mean, it is totally just out of – I mean, it is off kilter right now, Jay, in so many ways. So, again, believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So, I want to – again, I think Vance Joseph has to be given a great – has to be given kudos for what he's getting out of this defense. We've been very critical a lot of – we Zayvon Collins, nine, nine, uh, nine, total, uh, nine total tackles, uh, five solo tackles. He had two sacks, if I'm looking at – as I look at these stats here, five sacks total. I mean, these are – I mean, going from having zero and having ones and putting up a crooked number on the board, those are good things to be able to see. And there has to be, he has to be given a lot of credit for at least all, all is not lost, but then, but here's the thing. You mentioned them. We've talked about them. So the, the chatter that I've seen on social media, listening to the airwaves here locally, uh, heard this as well, but it's just fans pointing the finger at Kingsbury. If, we this is why I asked last week on the on the Thursday show when when uh, Casual E joined us. Is it recency? Is it recency that we're talking about here? Because are, are we being too hard on them because of the numbers that the offense put up last year? And it seems that maybe is, this is a, a very real regression to the mean because it maybe what he was doing wasn't sustainable because he's not being innovative and creative enough. It, this this is getting bad. If you if you start to have apathy with fans trying to say and dealer out, this is a bad sign. And you and, and not only is Kyler here for the next few years with that extension, but also but so is Cliff Kingsbury and so is Steve Kahn. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a it's a mess right now, uh, especially as you mentioned because of those extensions. But the the direction the the vibe you're getting from Kingsbury, the more they're, that they're talking about him nationally. I was driving today and I heard one of the nationals, you know, they're talking about how he just looks like he's, he's above his skis right now. And here's one, here's the thing, Jay, this is year four. This isn't his rookie. said, this was the first year. We'd be like, look, get a time, get a man some time to, you know, he's got to grow. He's got to learn, you know, this is not college. And, you know, he's dealing with grown men out there and there's a faster pace, you know, run down the list of things that, you know, you have to adjust to. We're in year four and they're still looking at him like, man, he, he doesn't look like he's quite got it. And I mean, if the more and more people say it, the more and more you have to almost say like, well, maybe they're on to something, you know? Yeah. And not that, I mean, cause we, we, you and I, 
have been saying from day one, yeah, I'm not sure if he's the right choice. We'll see. And, you know, we've been monitoring the situation and, you know, sometimes it feels like we're a little hard on him, but if the shoe fits, you got to wear it, man. And to this point, he does look lost over there. He looks like he's, he's trying every day, every game. And look, he's like, looks like in the middle of it, he's trying to figure it out. Whereas the week is when you're going through game planning, scheming, working on what works, what doesn't work. We put the whole game plan together. We do our final walkthrough. All the guessing or trying to figure it out. That was Monday through Friday. Yeah. You can't be standing on the sideline on Sunday, scratching your head, trying to, you know, you know, catch up. And that's what it looks like he's always doing, trying to catch up to the moment. One of the things that if just a, an interesting comparison for me, I remember, I've been in leader, two leadership positions in different organizations, right? The first one organization, I was definitive. So sometimes I'd make the wrong decisions, but I would say, here, this is what we're going to do. This is what you need. This is what we're going to do. Let me, this is the issue that you have. Let me go in and see if I can fix it. The other one, because I didn't like the situation that I was in because I wasn't as comfortable as I thought I would be once I, once I was, once I had earned the, the, uh, the promotion. I wasn't, I was, I was decisive. I was indecisive or I had the look of, I had the defeated look and a confused look and the people around me were saying, why am I going to ask this dude? Yeah. No, I'm not asking you, man. I'm going to go ask the other manager over here. Cause at least I know he going to answer me instead of, I don't know. Let me check on it. No, I need you to, I need you to know either if you're going to be wrong, be wrong, be wrong with certainty, be wrong at a hundred, going a hundred percent, hundred miles an hour, as opposed to trying to go super slow and trying to say, I'll figure it out when I get up to that next. Nah, you got, you have to be decisive. And we talked, I mentioned optics earlier, and I think it's the optics the same way. He look, he does, it looks as if he's indecisive. It looks as if he does, he wasn't prepared for every, for every uh, situation that could come up. And, and that can be damning. You know, I'm going to throw a shot. You know, I'm, I'm one of those dudes. I watch football a different way sometimes. Yes, sir. And we always talk about that. I'm, I had an observation during the game yesterday, and I was like, maybe I'm being a little too critical, but. Maybe I'm not. If you notice during the games, he's like constantly looking at that play sheet, like something on it is going to change. And there are times I've watched. And what, what brought that up to me was I was watching some of the earlier games and I'm watching like Miami head coach, young dude in the moment for the first time, he's actually looking at the sheet, but then in between everything, he's actually like, you know, talking to people going over, doing this, doing that watching the play, the play happens, he goes right to it, and then boom, he's on to he's already got next things like figured out. Okay, he's got the scenarios. If we get a first down on this, I'm going to this. If they stop us on this, I got my short yardage play. If we get a penalty that drops us back, I got this play already ready to go, right? So yeah. that like I'm watching this happen. He boom, he's like on right to the next. He's already speaking into the mic. You know, tell you know, you know, they do they cover their yeah. mouth with them. So he's already speaking into Mike. Da, da, da. I'm watching Kingsbury, and he like the play happens. He starts staring at that dog on sheet, like man, like somebody is going to send him an answer or something. Man. And he's literally just he's looking at it, and he's almost like, okay, uh, what the hell do I do now? And that was just me. I'm watching. Like if next time you watch the game, Jay, watch it. Right? How in between the play? Not what I tell you last week. I said, in between the plays, that's not when you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing. You're already supposed to be two and three scenarios ahead and all, and actually not just two or three scenarios ahead, ahead, but have two or three options for each scenario. 
You right. got your trick play. You got this. You're gonna, you know, if it's, maybe it's time to pull this one out the the bag, and we're not waiting till I'm sitting there looking, looking, look. And then you finally figure it out, and you got ten seconds left on the play clock. That type of thing. I'm starting to notice that more. And, and like I said, I'm trying not to nitpick, but I'm starting to see little things like that that are like, yeah, he's 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 not getting it, bro. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Let's injuries this time of year nobody everybody's suffering something having to go through something but the cardinals are going through a couple of different ones so so pew goes out uh what is it pew's uh left tackle if I'm knee, not mistaken, yeah right? done for the year with, done for the year with his knee and then we have marquise uh, marquise brown he's going to be out for at least six weeks mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> Hopkins, is, Hopkins okay. is back, fool. I knew, there was, I knew there was two ways you were going to go. Hopkins is okay. back, fool. Yeah, okay. And because that's what we've been waiting on to be able to get this thing to start curling right, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then we made a trade uh, with, uh, what, Robbie Anderson, right? Yeah, we trade yeah. With the with the Panthers for Robbie Anderson. What do you know, if anything? I know you had some conversations a couple of weeks back when you were going through the car wash of sorts when we were getting ready to play the Panthers about Robbie Anderson. But more specifically, how damaging, because there were – there are some folks that think that that the offensive line is in really good shape, and I would not be one of those. How offensive line? I would not be one of those okay. people. You know, okay. sometimes people have they see the glasses half full instead of half empty. I don't okay. think our offensive line is terrible, but I don't think it's a it's great, or I don't think it's Pro Bowl <laughs> caliber, right? I don't think you would put that up there on the Mount Rushmore or as a shining example of how an offensive line should be. But again, with with Hudson being out, there we had to have you know get the backup in there for at, at center. Now Pew, we're gonna have to. So now we got to go the next man up there. Um, it's it's one of those things where and then with with Brown being out, there are already so many different things that we're seeing here and and not seeing the off the offensive cre- creativity and all that stuff. I mean, these these injuries and then with what we're getting in terms of all, on the offensive side of the ball with again with Hopkins coming back, I think that will be somewhat of a shot. But I mean a positive a positive thing, but I mean how do you how do you see these? How damning or how damaging are these injuries? Well, every, this time of the year, Jay, this is when the carousel of air injuries will start. You know, it's it's a 17-week season. The reason why they have extra, even more guys on the practice squad these days, even more uh, reason why a lot of these teams aren't practicing during the week. Um, it's, it's part of the game. You cross your fingers and hope, you know, when it does happen, we've got a reliable person or two in the wings, and you also hope it's not some of your major players you know like right now if murray went down regardless of how good or bad he's playing hope for the season goes with him i mean i all oh, due you know, respect, you know they all due respect colt, some people call him for colt mccoy yeah 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 which I, is silly know, which is yeah silly. that's silly um but you know you, you have to uh, here's the thing injuries are something you cannot account for they just happen when right. they happen you have to keep moving no right. excuses uh who we have coming back and who we have coming in you know i've I've been with with Hopkins. You know me. I've been saying, you know, from the very beginning, one, don't he? I mean, maybe he does come back and he's like ready to go like he's never been ready to go before. Um, I, I'm a little more apprehensive. I'm thinking it's going to take him a little time to get back in football shape, right. uh, to get into the scheme of things, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm saying, not saying he can't make a spectacular play or two. We all know what he can do. Um, the other thing, you know, be careful how much you think him coming back is just going to all of a sudden uplift this team. This mm. team has a whole lot more holes than just their wide receiver. 
Right. I mean, we can't run. We can't protect. Our mm-hmm. quarterback is not reading things Am- correctly. Amendola has been cut. I mean, Amendola has been cut. So we don't yeah. have confidence in our kicking game with Prater still being out. Defensively, minus the Panthers game and this one to a certain degree, we um, because we we have not like put our foot on people in terms of stopping the run or you know stopping this or doing that. So we're a defense that's patchwork, and we just have to figure it out as we go along. We always hope at the very least they keep us in the game. You know, yeah, right yeah. now our offense, like well, these things, when we're falling behind, like I said, we fell behind six three nine three to Seattle, and I was like, mm, wow. I was like, that's, you know, normally, you know, that's like, that's not a big hill to climb with this offensive way they've been playing. Mm. I, I mean, I was like, dang, you know, we're going to fall behind. I was like, if they score again, make it a two score game, that might be over. I don't care what quarter it is, you know? Yeah. So I'm just very apprehensive. Uh, and then, like I said, you'd always throw in the, the coaching situation. This team is teetering. The only thing, the saving grace, Jay, this division has turned out to be. I mean, remember last year, we were like, yeah. oh, my God, it's going to be the yeah, best division of us. This division stinks right now. We, yes, I mean, and that's, I mean, that's, we, we are the stink as well. Yeah. It's, you know, it's like a whole bunch of dudes in the locker room. And they just won. Everybody stink. They all stink. So right now we all stink. And that's the only thing that's like, if we can turn it around, we're still in this. And along with the rest, a lot of the divisions in the NFC as well. You know, the NFB, uh, you know, we, we can continue to float water at some point, man. We got to, we got to correct some of these issues. So, uh, again, so we, we do the show two times a week. So this is doing it on Tuesday. We're going to do, we have another one on Friday, which will be our reaction to what the Thursday night game. So a little bit of a different schedule again, but, but both teams are two and four coming in. Is this the get right game for the Cardinals? I mean, I don't have any. I'm going to end up having to pay off on this bet, dog. And I'm not feeling good. About it. And it's in two and four. And I have no confidence. If the Cardinals get down by seven points, I'm, I, I just don't know. I know that it's that it's that they have the, the ability to do so because I've seen it in the, in the errors in the, in the Raider game. I've seen it, but I don't, I don't know if it can be done consistently. As you mentioned, you hope. When if you get down, I hope that the defense can keep us in it so that we can get some points on the board. But what are your thoughts on on this game? Do you just in terms of on a macro level, and of course we'll react to it on, on after the game. I, you remember before we before the season we went through our picks and picked every game. And yes, sir. I last week before the or I said this before the. Seattle I have this game, as a loss, by the way. I have yeah. this as a loss. So yeah, I, I you know I and I might have had this one. As a wing, because I was flip flopping, you know, I've I have actually with the Seattle game, I was like, you know, I was on on record. I, I picked Seattle because going up there, we're sputtering, you know. And this game right here, I'll have to go back and see who I picked, but I'm I can't tell you I'm all that confident. Short week, that's the only thing. I think I remember saying, I, I, I look back now, Jameis giveth. Jameis take it away, you know, that yes, type of thing. Yes, you did. He might not even be playing. We don't know. It might be Andy Dalton. We don't know. Yes. But this game, every game from this point on, Jay, for me is, I don't know. Yeah. And I will, that's a terrible, you know, that's, that's a terrible yeah. position to be in. And I mean, every game, obviously we make our pick, but I, I really don't know. I'm going to have to see who's healthy, who's not. You know, you give the, 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 the nod, you know, with uh, Hopkins coming back, you're like, okay, this is, a, you got to remember, like, this is a short week. He hasn't been around his team, um, like in the meeting rooms or anything up until this. I think last week he was out in right. the building, you know. Right, so right. it, uh, man, I tell you, this could be an ugly one where 
we thought, you know, okay, you go up to Seattle, you lose. This, if we don't win this one, and it'll this be is almost, a ninth home loss if they do ninth yeah. in a row. Oh man, you can't do that. Dog. This could be one where it's like the wheels start coming off and people start. We already see some of the reaction, like you know, Murray, you know, almost like he says we have to do better, but in the code, it's almost like he's they well, everybody else needs to catch up because I'm. You know, and it's like after 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 a while you start stop speaking in code, all of a sudden <laughs> he starts just saying straight up, Kingsbury needs to get his S together. They need to, you know, so I'm waiting for the lid to blow on this Ooh. one if it gets that to that that level. Oh my goodness. All right, if that happens, then you're gonna be getting all kinds of calls to do all kinds of different radio shows and podcasts. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I'm Javon J. Love Adams. We do this thing twice a week. This week is a little bit different because of that short week. So again, as you listen to this on Tuesday or maybe Monday night, depending on when I get this into the the, the airwaves there, and then also on Friday. So it's a different week here. But tell a friend to tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Again, share it with somebody. You know, we try to keep it entertaining. We always, and we do uh, our best to keep it real. And we are presented by Bet Online as always. And as we always like to say around this time, are you kidding? So we see you later this week. Be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.